and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Bulldogs. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, rockauto.com. Daniel, we're getting closer and closer to the month in which games will be played. September is right around the corner. I was just about to say, I can feel, you could just, there's something different about the show. There's a different energy to the pre-production meeting. I'll just tell you that. Right now, a lot more laughter, there's a lot, a executive, lot ex- executive producer intern Michael. Uh, we've rarely needed anymore. Currently being replaced by all manner of candidates uh, vying for the job, including executive producer intern Michael. Threw his hat in the ring to he, he be said, reconsidered. What if I come back? What What do you guys think about that? And you know what? We're accepting any and all applications. So we're taking it. Um, there's a new energy. There's, as you said. A bit, um, a bit lighter feel in the air. We are not getting on here and speculating about whether or not uh, games will be played. No. About what um, a season could look like, about what kind of asterisks will be placed next to records. We are on record as saying this season does matter. It mm-hmm. does count unless Georgia does poorly, in and which then- case it means nothing. It, it is tarnished and tainted. needs to die and never be remembered yep. again. That is correct. That is our stance, and we will stick to that. We have a lot to get to um, on the show today, and so um, uh, let's just jump into it. We're not insiders. We're not gurus, no. um, but we are Georgia fans. You're a Georgia fan, and um, we would love to connect with you. As fellow Georgia fans, the podcast is a place for fans by fans. Our, our goal is to make you the best fans that you can possibly be. So if you want to email us, you could do that, LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, interact with you. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Subscribe to the show. Um, uh, we welcome any of your ideas, comments, concerns, questions. You can um, uh, let us know, and we will be happy to uh, get back to you today, Clint. Um, catch up with a little bit of news and notes. Dan is, is a monumental day, one day a year. Dan Landing speaks to the media. He, he gets and to come so, out like the groundhog. That that is correct. Punxsutawney Dan uh, made his appearance, and uh, I believe he um, he saw his shadow, which means he will just crawl back into a hole and scheme amazing defense for the rest of the year. We will never see him again. And truth, truth be told, if he didn't see his shadow, he was going to do the same exact thing. He was going to do the same thing because that's what he does. Um, he puts on his pants one leg at a time. It's just when he puts on his pants, he's the best defensive coordinator in college football. That's exactly so right. That's the only difference. Uh, what you have to what you have to say about Dan Lanning's uh, presser? I thought there were some interesting tidbits in there. I thought you got a a little bit of insight, a little bit of something-something, but what stood out to you? What stood out to me, Daniel, is the continual ascent of my feel of this defense because last year, I think I read somewhere, we we knew this, but we have some numbers to it. 40 players last year, Daniel, recorded 100 snaps or more on the defense for Georgia last year. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. You only can play 11 at a time. That's they don't, basically they don't four allow. units. Four units we're running yep. out there. 
Okay. One of the most interesting things that he said is, again, we've heard the whole entire time of his tenure and Kirby's tenure. When they talk about ones and starters, there are no ones and starters, but they did say that we have packages depending on the team. Now, if you remember the Sugar Bowl, this is the easiest seen thing in the entire world. Um, uh, the Sugar Bowl, as well as even, uh, let's not even dwell too much, the LSU game, but Kirby and Dan's scheme according to each offense and then reach into the bag of goodies, a little bag of tricks, pull That's out. Right the best combo of players that matches the offense we're going against and says, go get them. And then if the scheme or, or the, the context changes, if the down and distance changes or the, the feel of the game changes, Kirby and Dan say, what else we got in the bag? Let's go hunting. Let's see what we can throw together and make a little combo. They're like, they're like chefs in a kitchen with no recipe, just the best ingredients on earth. That's right. Just their ingredients are called Nicobe Dean and Nolan Smith and Trayvon Walker and mm-hmm. uh, Lewis Seen, Richard LeCount, all those things. So um, uh, that's what stood out to me is, you know, you get the you get the somebody I can't remember who was asked the question about that. Who's the alpha dog? You know, who's the guy? Yeah. Who's the guy right. you don't want to? I believe they phrased it. Who's the guy you don't want to get in a fight with? In this and Dan Lanning made a joke about how he'd fight any of them. He didn't have any problem fighting any of them. I thought to myself like dan come on you're not jordan davis you ain't you ain't trying to get in a fight with jordan no. davis let's be let's be totally ain't nobody no mike tyson's not trying to get in a fight with jordan davis right now because that's uh but that's not really how you measure the alpha dog but he said um he didn't exactly say what I said last week on this podcast, but I think he hinted at what I said last week on this podcast. I'm not trying to say me and Dan Landing are the same, but our names are basically the same. So you just read into it whatever you will. Uh, don't, go he down said, that, don't go down that road too far. He said there's a bunch of dogs on this team, Clint. I said this is not um, this is not a no superstar defense. This is a defense full of superstars is my right. is my take on this defense and i believe that dan landing is starting to see that as well i think you're dealing with you're dealing with as many as five or six bona fide stars on this defense uh by the time you get from the defensive line to the linebackers to the secondary i think you're dealing with multiple stars at each level right. of the defense that's right and so uh, Dan Landing hinted around that. Of course, he's not going to come out and say that. He tried to temper expectations. You know, the quote that's kind of getting thrown around is, we're not the 85 Bears, and that's fine. Sure. Um, but the 85 Bears didn't have this kind of speed on, <laughs> on, no, they did not. on the defensive line either. So I'm not – let's just – Let's just call it what it is here. Uh, this defense, Clint, nothing he said – I was thinking of you as I watched it. Nothing he said it was doing anything to temper your expectations. Nope. No. Dan was just throwing more gasoline onto that fire. Dan, I don't need Absolutely. more. But I'll take it. But here it is. <laughs> here it is anyway. Uh, not only that, Daniel, uh, out of camp, we're getting information that uh, new arrivals are making some noise. And most notably on the offense, got some wide receivers. Burton is just lighting people up, apparently. saying Jermaine Burton, welcome. I'm, welcome to I'm camp. I'm here to play. I'm here to oh. play. Okay. Look, there's, some, there's, there's so many freshman wide receivers – 
coming into camp. There's sophomore wide receivers in yes, camp, Makaya Tong. We're going to talk actually in the second and third segments about wide receivers, so I'm going to kind of hold off takes on that. But uh, this is this is the favorite time of year because it's just wild speculation. You know there are people that are going to contribute to this year's team that you are not thinking of no, at all No one's right talking. Now. No one's seeing. There's no hype video with songs behind them catching balls. Nobody mm-hmm. like that. And all of a sudden, come week three, leading Here come- receiver on the team mm-hmm. is somebody that has not been seen since. It's going to be comes, magical. Here comes Bill Norton all yeah. of a sudden, and that's, he leads the team exactly in tackles. Right. That's exactly yeah. right. And now – Y'all, y'all uh, double-team Nolan. That's fine. I'm over here just doing work. That's just going to do my thing. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's always fun to hear about uh, people that are impressing. You never know how much to read into it, but uh, mm-hmm. let's just say there's there is playing time to be earned at the wide receiver position, and we're about to get into that uh, right about now when we move into our second segment. Before we do that, Clint, we should probably talk to the folks about the the good people over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com. We should. Uh, these are the people we, that know more about auto parts. Here, Here's the deal. You know a lot about UGA, right? Which is great. That's good right. For okay. For fans, they, by fans. That's right. They know as much about carburetors or lack thereof in your car that you need mm. fixed than you mm. do about the depth chart three deep on the DBs. Okay. Just let that sink in for a second. RockAuto.com has experts all over the place. They're going to have the part that you need. They're going to give you the part that you need for that 2005 Honda Odyssey. Uh, even if you wanted to change it from the silver that it is now, go ahead and put some, some red on that thing. They got everything you need for it, Daniel. Okay. They got flame decals over there at RockAuto.com. We can put you some. You know what? I, I, I I'm unaware. I, that that smells of uh, high school dropout at your local you, hardware store. You, or, or, uh, you know we're store. about to get. You know we're about to get an aftermarket exhaust for that 2005 oh, Honda. Honda. So you know that. You they know that sounds coming. so magical. All right, go to rockauto.com. Rockauto.com. Go ahead and let them know that we sent you by putting in the comments section "locked on." Rockauto.com. Uh, every part your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Clint, when we break down the depth chart position by position, this is the way we like to do it. We've done it this way for a couple of years now. It's a system that works for us. It's important to find a system that works for you, and this is the one that works for us. We like to give not individual grades, but we like to give position group grades for uh, each group on the team, each unit on the team. We give those grades 1 to 99, just like the fine folks over at EA Sports would do for a Madden or an NCAA football video game, 99 being the best possible grade that a unit could receive. And... uh we do that. We've done that so far for quarterbacks. We've done that for uh, running backs. And what we like to do is we like to look back at last year's team and recap. So we hit you with a how this how we judge last year's wide receiver unit in this case. And then we'll we'll as a way of comparison, we will now give you our projection for this year's uh, unit so that you can compare. Uh, how much improvement or uh, regression you can expect from the wide receiver. So I'm going to let you go first, Clint. Let's look back at 2019. Safe to say this was a difficult unit to grade, was it not? It was a very difficult unit to grade. If we're playing NBA NBA Jam style on the wide receivers, okay, you get get two and a sub, all right? Your best two? Mm. Uh Mm-hmm. 
You get you a little alternative. We're looking mighty fine. We got Lawrence Cager, mm. Jorge Pickens, mm-hmm. Dom Blaylock. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. go. Let's, Let's go to go. town. Okay, but what if I was to tell you that two of those three didn't finish the season, Daniel? No, oh. not at all. No, no, didn't finish the season. And now we're talking about the floor of the wide receiver groups. Daniel, I gave this unit an 85 because I couldn't – I actually wanted to give it less. Okay, I wanted to give it like an 82, 83. Had to go with 85 just because you have names like Jorge and Cager and Don Blaylock who – were exceptional at times, just exceptional. Um, but then after that, the floor of the wide receivers was poor, and that's being very benevolent when I use the word poor after that. It was atrocious. So 85 is what I gave last year's group. What say you? I gave last year's group an 86, um, for, and I had some similar reasons. Lawrence Cager was epic last year. Um, he was everything that you wanted to be and more. Harken back to the days of Javon Wimps, really. Ooh. And if you if you follow the podcast for any Ooh. length of time, I think you know what that what kind of weight that statement carries right there. Um, but he was off to injured, and when he was injured, Clint, the offense was very bad. We are talking about the Kentucky game bad. We are talking Ooh. about. Oh my gosh. We couldn't do anything to anyone at any time, okay? Uh, and so I actually wanted to give this unit, this group, a higher grade. And then I thought, no, we were so bad without Lawrence Kidger. I have to give us a lower grade because of all the Matt Landers drops and lack of effort plays and all of the just simply – we we just lacked playmakers. No one could get any separation from anyone. And I hate to be Debbie Downer here, but like that's you have to remember how we that's felt real. through last season. No one could se- people would just man up. No safety help. None. Absolutely no linebackers rolling to shade to side of the field. No zones being played whatsoever. Whole, whole lot of fists being held up by defensive coordinators to their DBs. Mm-hmm. Just, just yep. zero, zero. Safety, yard. safety is just standing at the line of scrimmage and run support. All right, yep. because no one could gain an inch of separation from anyone. But then, Clint, I went back and 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 those were games. Now, we know in the Baylor game, in the bowl game, Jorge Pickens just went off, just had yep. himself a day. No, he said, I don't care who's throwing the rock. But even before that, the feel of the season was that Jorge Pickens was one of those wide receivers that was on the field, but he couldn't – we could, still seemingly couldn't get a ton going. Until you go back and you look at the stats for George Pickens, 49 receptions for 727 yards, averaging 14.8 of reception with eight touchdowns. Clint. Okay. Okay. Well, That's okay. pretty dang good for a so freshman should, season. You understand what we're so, saying? So Hold on. Let me, let me get this straight. He caught eight touchdown passes. He had a total of 48 receptions on the entire year. Yes, that's right. Okay. So so just to put that in context, when he caught the ball 16% of the time, it was points on the board. Points on okay. the board. Okay. Okay, then. Now, look, you are... Th- 
when you look at that, uh, that honestly sucked the number back up to me, up to an 86. Let me just hit you with 657, 649, 517, 491, 351, 346. Is 727 higher than those numbers or lower than those numbers, Clint? Again, no mathematician, but it seems higher. That's the numbers of every receiving player on the University of Florida's team. Nope. Team, Clint, nope. Nope. for the season last year. Oh, We're no. talking about Kyle Pitts. Ugh. We're talking about Van Jefferson. We're talking about so, Freddie man. Swain. Um, did, Jorge Pickens le- did, did Jorge Pickens lead this team in uh, receiving last year? Nope. No, he did not. Nope. But But he finished... Over a hundred yards more than the uh, leading receiver at Florida did on the so. season with fewer receptions. So, okay. So the wide receiving unit, as frustrating as they were at times, I'm I've got to just look over at, again, looking at you, Jimmy C. Like I'm just, I am saying Jimmy those C. days are behind us. I'm giving that unit an 86. I never want to see Matt Lander's face or hear his name again. But even in spite of him being on the roster, I'm still giving us an 86, which brings us to 2020, uh, which we will get into right after this. New season for the wider series, Daniel. And uh, can I just – let's not barely – is your rating going to be higher or lower than last year's? <laughs> oh, it's moving up. It's <laughs> Needle it is, is creeping. moving up. Now, listen, and that is that is taking into account – I told you, Lawrence Cager, um, just a, a damn fine dog, isn't yes, he? Is. Just uh, by, absolutely – By the way, still, still out there, when players are talking about visiting Georgia and committing, this guy was here for one year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oft injured, injured. And he is telling everybody it'll be the best decision of your life to go down to Georgia and play football. Still telling people that. Damn good dog. Yeah, that's right. Um, some, some NFL team take a chance on freaking Lawrence Cager, man. Uh, like, they, we got, no, no, that's, that's the Jets. The Jets got the Jet. He made oh, yeah. the team. I, I'm fairly certain. I thought he was cut. Oh, come on now. Don't tell me that. I thought he was cut. I could have okay. been wrong. You, you keep going. Here, I'll Daniel. tell you who was not. I'll, I'll tell you who was not cut. Solomon Kinley was not cut. By the way, oh, Solomon hey. Kinley about to be the starting right guard for the Miami Dolphins. Re- real quick, real quick. On this podcast, Daniel and I are both on record of saying that Solomon Kinley was going to be a problem for a lot of defenses in the NFL. And sure enough, the Dolphins are saying he bullying people. Oh, he's just making our defensive lineman angry down here okay. because it's like he wants it. It's no. it, they think we're just out here playing games, but Solomon right. Kinley ain't playing no games. All right, twenty twenty wide receiver outlook, Clint. Uh, the needle is moving up, mm-hmm. and I'll just go ahead. I'm not going to bear the lead at all. I'm going to tell you the needle is moving up to the tune of ninety three. I'm going the the unit is going to be a ninety three. Overall, just to give you some context, I have Jamie Newman and the quarterback room. At a 90. I have Zamir White, who I believe would, in a normal season, break every SEC rushing record that's ever been set. I have him and the running back room at an 89. Just let that sink in. And now I have the wide receivers at a 93. There has never been a season in the University of Georgia football history 
where there has been more talent at wide receiver than this season, and it is not particularly close. Daniel, that's my big takeaway, and that's what I was going to ask you because I was going to make the statement. I'm so glad you did ahead of me. I'm just going to follow your coattails. There is more talent in the wide receiving course this year than ever has walked onto the campus at UGA. Let that sink in really quick. AJ Green. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just AJ, love you. Best wide receiver to come out of Georgia. But sure. Just, just so that you know, hold on to that for top. But top to bottom, even if George Pickens never ascends beyond A.J. Green, which A.J. Green is a bona fide top five wide receiver in the NFL for a decade. A decade, Clint. Um, Even if George Pickens never ascends to those heights, the depth of talent in this room, I mean, it is staggering, Clint. You have George George Pickens and – who are the let's just talk about who are the oh, anchors gosh. of the wide receiving group? Okay. okay. Jorge. Give me three. Jorge. Give me three. Okay. Dom. Yep. Now this one look. I need three. Look. Y- y'all y'all giving D Rob a little mm. bit too much shade. Okay. Mm. Okay now. Too much it's shade. that time of year, friends. Friends, it's that it's a special time of year. I wish we had a theme music for that time of year when Clint jumps back on the D Rob train. <laughs> we- <laughs> Look, I think I think he is going to have himself a year. I don't know in what system he does best, but if there is a system that he does best in, Daniel, if there is one out there. I'm, it ain't I'm that not, Jimmy. It ain't that Jimmy it, C. Jet sweep system. I promise you that it ain't. The, Tyler Simmons was built for that it, system. It ain't the dang jet sweep system that we've been this watching the for system. the last four years. If he was going to succeed, this is it. If he doesn't succeed, D. Rob, go like I don't know. Go, go get an MBA, man. Come back as a graduate, get that MBA, and, and finish out in business. Uh, no, Daniel, it's it's clearly Jorge, Dom, and then I I got D. Rob over there getting some snaps. But one of these freshmen, Daniel. One got, of these freshmen okay. is going to absolutely blow the lid off this class. Well, I got a couple more categories for you. Let me just, just pause there because I'm going to get to it. I got the same anchors that you have. I believe that D-Rob is going to get a lot of snaps. I believe he's going to catch a lot of balls this year. I believe being opposite Jorge for an entire season, with you got to throw Dom in the slot. If Dom is back, if Dom's not back, there's plenty of guys you could throw there in the slot. Plenty. Um... Give me you. You started down this road, so I want to talk about unsung hero of the wide receiving group, right? I want to talk about uh, freshman to watch, and I want to talk about dark horse Cinderella story coming out of nowhere guy on the wide receiving core. All right, so let's go to freshman first. Who's the freshman that you got an eye on this year, Clint? Who's it going to be? Go ahead, take okay. a stand. Here's going to take my stand. Uh, we're often talking about Jamie Newman. And by the way, you can, I can keep reading there's quarterback controversy and competition. I can keep reading that all I want. You'll be, you, you could read any number of lies that you want to read. I don't care about them. Mm. Okay. Okay. Jamie Newman is a quarterback. Jamie Newman likes throwing deep. Jamie Newman has a freshman. Let me, let me just, let me give you a scenario. If there's a quarterback who's in a system that likes to throw deep, 
and a young stud who burns up the field and then gets drafted mm. early in the in the draft. Hold on, let me let me think of oh uh, Clemson and Alabama in previous years who have the same exact scenario as we do with a strong arm quarterback that can throw down the field with a burner okay, on the outside. Then. All right, he's injured right now, but Arian Smith, come on, oh. young buck, come on, young buck, get on that. You field. think this season? Aaron Smith season. is the is the freshman to watch. Not Jermaine Burton, who we no. just said is turning some heads at camp. You think Aaron Smith recovers from the injury, learns the playbook, finds his way onto the field. I want to say Justin Robinson. He got there. He's the guy that got there early. There was no spring ball, which I think really hurt Justin Robinson and his chances. Uh, Justin Robinson is a big body wide receiver. I'm going to go with the other big body wide receiver. I'm going to go Marcus Roseme as my. Uh, freshman to watch 6'2", 200 pounds uh, kid out of Florida I think this is a guy that's going to be getting the snaps that George Pickens, when George Pickens catches a 35 yarder down the sideline a 40 yarder down the sideline and he comes out for a play catching his breath I think this cat's the one that's coming right in behind him I think he is number two dog in that that, uh, role on that outside where George Pickens is. So I think Marcus Roseme is going to be a guy to watch. Um, I'm going to hit you with my unsung hero, the wide receiving core. And uh, we talked about him the other day on the pod, Clint. It's Kiaris Jackson. Come on. This this guy is the do-everything wide receiver. I need to see him catch more balls, though, Clint. He had a lot of drops, I feel like. In uh, some critical moments last year, but Kyrus Jackson, maybe the best blocking blocker on the wide receiving core. I would like George Pickens to beat him out for that this year uh, as best blocking wide receiver. But I think Kyrus Jackson, uh, unsung hero of the wide receiving core. I think you're going to see him in the game a lot because of how much trust the coaching staff has in him. All right, he is clearly a leader on the team. He was nominated to go to the what's you call it, what's it called, what's it thing. Sure. Uh, he he is clearly got the trust of the coaching staff, so I think he's going to be on the field for a lot of plays, which means he's going to have an opportunity to accumulate some stats. Uh, the question will be, can he get open? Can he catch balls? Uh, and I think this year you'll see him take a a step in the right direction. Clint, give me a dark horse though. Give me a Cinderella story. Give me a wide receiver. That not that's not being talked about right now, that might just come out here and make a stand. Damn, that's they've all been talked about. They're all well, highly touted. Who's not being talked about enough? Okay, Rosemary is is in my view not being talked okay. about enough. Okay, okay. So my freshman to watch is your dark horse. That's my dark horse because I'm not as high on him as you are because I think notably there are other. People out there, and I know you just talked about them, but uh, I think Rosemi has the opportunity to be that that other possession guy that's going to be getting touchdowns that will have a higher percentage of touchdown receptions mm. to receptions overall. So he might not have the between the twenties yardage or receptions, but when we get to the red zone, look out! He's going to be getting up in that end zone and catching some fifty fifty balls. Makayatong. Clint, there we go. this is the guy. This guy's coming. This is the year. Everyone forgets about the redshirt freshman. Cool. They redshirt for one year, and all of a sudden, new crop of freshmen come in, and everybody starts looking at them. Well, 
Guess who had just as many stars as all them incoming freshmen did? Makaya mm-hmm. Tong. Mm-hmm. Guess who was just as highly rated as all these incoming freshmen? Makaya Tong. He sat, waited his turn behind the likes of Lawrence Cager and George Pickens last year. He is going to find his way, I believe, on the field this year, and I believe he's ready to make his impact. That's my dark horse. The The point remains, Clint, you have this group at a 95? I, I'm giving this group a 95, Daniel. This is the most talented wide receiver group that has ever been at UGA. If things go according to plan, there is no limit to what these guys can do. You know the scale only goes up to 99. There's not there's I, not far to go from here. You tell me another wide receiver group in the nation this deep. There's no there's no match for the depth. What we have to hope is that there is enough you need 5 really good wide receivers and you need 3 straight up dudes. That's right. Okay. Last year, we had one and a half straight-up dudes on the team. Uh, Don Blaylock needs to become a dude. He was not a dude last year, but no. we need we need him to take the next step. We know George. We know who George Pickens is. Ain't no Jorge is Jorge, and that's gonna be fine. We need a third guy to elevate himself to that level. Is it gonna be you, D. Rob? Is it gonna be somebody else? On this team, I got him at a 93. You got him at a 95. That's the highest we've graded any unit uh, so far. Uh, we shall see what the wide receiving core turns into this year. Uh, we're going to continue walking through position groups. Uh, we're going to continue breaking down this roster as we get closer and closer to the season. We got lots more to talk about. Thank you so much for listening and joining us on today's show. If you have comments, questions, concerns, and want to voice your opinion, email us lockdownbulldogs at gmail.com. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Subscribe to the show. uh, Tell a friend about the show. All that helps us out. If you're still wanting more to listen to, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On SEC, and we will see you guys on Wednesday. See you.